The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bear Central. And uh, welcome, V, in the building. What's going on, V? Nothing. It's early, so I'm having coffee and <laughs> trying to get my life together. <laughs> so I figured with it being the first episode, we might as well like talk about your Chicago Bears fandom, what got you into being a Bears fan, and then we'll get into talking about uh, the addition so far uh, in the offseason, the change to the front office draft, and the free agency coming up. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. But first, how, when, and why did you become a Chicago Bears fan? Well, that's an easy one. That is the hometown team. That's okay. <laughs> that's super easy. Um, not for my parents, though. So, well, you know, you and I share that. We're both military brats. Um and so both of my parents from Texas and are diehard Cowboys fans. But my dad is like football is football at some point, And they were both stationed in Chicago. <laughs> and so for the longest, he was like, well, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be here, then the least I could do is watch games. And so that just became our shared passion is going to games at Soldier Field, you know, Chicago Bears games, the middle of the dead of winter in the snow, just me bundled up in a snowsuit, which like my eyes show. <laughs> <laughs> But going to games, and I think those are I said, well, those are some of my earliest memories, and I think those are the best ones because I really enjoyed that one-on-one time. And so I think that is where that fandom came from, just a shared experience with my dad. And as I got older, you know, it just kind of became a thing that I enjoy football, and the Bears are my team. That is the hometown team, and I'm going to stick by them regardless of, you know, how upsetting they are. <laughs> so, <laughs> How many decades and decades and decades of frustration that we've dealt with it as Bears fans? It's, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah, at this point, I guess it's been my entire life. I mean, realistically, yeah. when you think about it, what, the last Super Bowl was 85. We made a Super Bowl appearance in 2005. So, really, <laughs> the, yeah, uh, 30 years, 30, 36, yeah. 35 years now. <laughs> I just had a birthday, so 35 years. <laughs> that's crazy. It's Yeah, it's, it's crazy, like, to have a team that's just, like you said, Year I, I was born in '86, so the Bears haven't won a Super Bowl in my whole existence. I like you said they've been in that one, but then it, too, it's like every time we have hope as Bears fans, it just never goes. Like I had high hopes when we got Cutler. I was so excited when we got Cutler, and then yeah, about three, four years into that, I'm like, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> he just didn't. I, I yeah, like I really it it looked promising with him. He mm. looked like he had all the tools to be successful. We weren't in a place where, you know, he I felt like the O-line was, you know, in a good place where he wasn't going to be on his ass all the time. And it just fizzled. At some point, he just quit caring. And I don't think he ever really took command of the locker room like he should have as a, a QB. Like, I just, it seemed like he just was not, because they always say, like, like, they always say that, you know, anybody can be a manager, but not everybody can be a leader, right? Mm. And so as a QB, as a manager of a team of offense of sorts, 
And so it was like he can get out there and manage the offense, but nobody views him as a leader. And when you don't have that ability to inspire people, they just don't really fucking care. You don't care. They don't care. Yeah. Like if you're going to show up to your job and half-ass it, why are we going to like give it our all? We can phone it in too. And that's essentially what happened. Definitely. It just looked like everybody stopped caring. <laughs> Definitely. And then Trubisky, don't even get me started on that. Like, ah. I'm not even sure what happened there or why it happened. Yeah. And- yeah, so many questions there. But luckily, we have a new era of Bears fandom coming in. We have a new um, uh, general manager, new head coach, new quarterbacks coach, new O-line. We got a whole new regime coming in. How excited are you about the new regime? Do you, what do you think is going to change? Uh, were you were you a fan of the signings? Where did you sit with everything? I think it was time to clean house, right? Like, yeah. I think that we had been better you know, in the past few years, there have been some bright spots, but I think this really gives us a chance to kind of maximize the potential, especially with the team, right? Like, I think at some point you have to look at it as we have all these pieces here. Why are we not getting over the hump, right? Because even really good teams can just kind of be just in the middle, right? Like, you can always be in the middle of the pack, and sometimes it does take shaking up the coaching and, you know, your defensive and offensive schemes to get over the hump, right? Because if you're doing the same thing and it's not getting you anywhere, then, you know, what are we paying these people for? So I think that really was a, a good look on our end. So I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I was super excited because I think I remember that they were saying that, um, I'm sorry, I have the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember saying that uh, Poles was like super into like creating an offensive line. And I think that's something that we really, really need, especially with such a young quarterback, the ability to protect him, give him more time in the pocket so that he's able to really kind of get his reads is going to be like huge for us. So I'm really looking forward to see what he does with that. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm excited too for our head coach, because one thing that always defines a good Bears team to great Bears teams are our defense. So to get a defensive-minded head coach in, it really does fit in with the whole culture of the Chicago Bears, and I'm really excited um, to see what he does there um, because it's it's neat. Like you said, everything that you said I agree with. Like Much like we saw with the Bulls side of things, you, sometimes you just have to completely clean house, restart, get a new culture, culture started, um, and that's what we needed to do. And it's and it's good that we have somebody too that uh, even though he was he was cut from the Bears, right? He he, it's good to have somebody who was at once a Chicago Bear, I guess, just for storyline's sake. Even though he never made the official roster, but uh, I'm just I'm really excited for a change. I think that's ultimately what it is: is that just to have something new and to see what they do to give them some years to see how they're going to continue to like build out this team is really exciting. Um, and it worked for the Bulls. It works for a lot of franchises. Sometimes people just stagnate. And you need to to restart, and that's where the bull, where the bears were. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, w- one thing I do like about what the NFL does differently than the NBA is that they have their free agency before the draft. So, free agency starts on the fourteenth, I think, which is next Monday. So, we're about a week away from that. Bulls, uh, Bulls, Bears' biggest needs are kind of, uh, I would say, cornerback, O line, wide receiver. What do you think? I actually agree with you. Um, I think those are the, the the places we can maximize. I mean, it's not that what we have is is bad, but certainly lacking, and we could use some help. Like I was saying, I think offensive line definitely um, would be a huge help, and then yeah, definitely wide receiver. If nothing else, those two. I mean, and there are some really interesting picks available, so you know, really interesting free agents available. So I think this might be good, and even if it is not necessarily like long term 
strategic. I certainly think we can pick up some people and maybe one year contracts to your contracts and kind of do it as, and kind of get some talent in there as a stopgap until we have the draft picks to, to fully develop. For sure. For sure. And, and you, you want to get that O-line together, especially when you have a young quarterback, because you want to keep them off their ass as much, as much as possible. Um, so that and, and having a wide receiver um, is going is going to help those those two things. And I think I really hope the Bears focus on bringing in a vet and a young wide receiver to kind of have the the two prong there. Um, and we need a really good center, I think, as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I really I, I I can't wait to see. I, I I know I said center, but like Cam Robinson is somebody from the Ravens that I, I'm sorry from the Jaguars that I'm really looking forward to, and I hope that the Bears can get. I think he's gettable. Just depends on what. Uh, he's going to demand uh, with this contract. Who are some of the people you'd like to see the Bears go after? Um, I was thinking Cam. I think um, as a backup and a possibility, I believe he played for Tampa Bay this past year. Okay. Ryan Jensen could be a good pickup at center for them. Mm, um, that's a nice one. So the last contract he had, he was the highest paid center in the league in 2018, but he's a bit older now. He'll be mm. 31 this year. So I don't think that it's going to be um, – I don't think it's going to be as hard to get him. I don't know that he's going to be able to command that type of money again. He didn't necessarily have a bad season, but if you're looking at free agency, trying to go somewhere where you have the best chance of winning, I think the bears actually give him that with a, you know, a, a relatively fresh start, new team, excellent quarterback, just young, but he also is a veteran and he gives him some, some, some us and him some stability at center. And I think that that actually be a very good pickup possibility. Definitely. Definitely. And then, um, offensive guard well our ours i think we need to definitely keep james daniels as well i know he's pro- he's expected to get a a or to want a nice uh raise there but I, I i would really like to keep him in house and i hope that the bears you know they look at that look at you know somebody who's already been in their organization and they say okay we're, we're gonna pay what it what it takes to keep him let's hope <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's still young he's what like 24 25 years old so I mean, yeah, and that's the thing with these, you know, younger, you, you want to keep the young members of your team, you want to keep them interesting, you want to keep them engaged, you want to pay them. And so I think it's one of those things where you kind of have to weigh your options here. But I think it would be excellent to kind of keep some of that core there. Like, right, like you, you clean house in the front office. I don't know if you want to clean house <laughs> everywhere else. Yeah. And so you, you certainly want to keep him and, and build around him because he played well last year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Any other uh, free agents, whether it's offensive line, defense, or wide receiver that you want to kind of uh, point out there and, and talk about specifically? Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 Akeem Hicks. Uh, mm. So <laughs> he did not. Um, I think sometimes durability is an issue with him, but he is just freakishly athletic. And so I would hate to see him go because a lot of times it's questions about durability. How healthy is he going to be? Cause I think mm-hmm. he missed like roughly 20 games over the past three years. Right. And so it looked like kind of at points last season that they were just kind of done. He was done. Bears were done. So it is my hope with like a new regime in office that they really are able to kind of look at his value and talent. And it puts him kind of in a recharge position to want to stay. Because I think he, you know, I think he is definitely a good addition. It's just been, you know, injuries and, you know, whatever else and not feeling motivated to play. But I certainly think that he's good enough and it would be a shame to see him go. It definitely would. And like you said, you want to you want to keep people in-house that you can, especially if they have potential. You know, it's unrealistic to say we can keep everybody and you don't want to run everybody back because if you do run the whole entire roster back, you're going to end up maybe where you were before. So you do need to make some changes, but yeah, that's definitely a name I, I, I would I would like to see stay around as well. <laughs> what else you got? 
All right. So wide receiver options. I'm going to throw three of them out there. You tell me who sticks out to you, who you would want more than the others. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it from there. And so Cedric Wilson, uh, Lamb and Amari Cooper. Uh. <laughs> I hate the Cowboys. So I'm going to say right now, like any former Cowboy, I get it. Cedric Wilson does have a lot of talent, but like, I just hate the Cowboys. So if I can keep a former Cowboy off my team, I would, I would very much like that, but you know, it is what it is. See, and that was, and that was kind of my pick. If I had to have somebody, mm. I would have him. He's young. He plays well. I think he would be a good addition. I mean, the Cowboys obviously aren't. Next <laughs> potential over there. So I mean, you know. Yeah, come, and I didn't come, mean you know. To, you know, I know you're in come Texas. Come to the huh? dark side. We have cookies. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I, I think like what what I'm seeing and what I'm reading a lot. It seems like there's mutual interest between Amari Cooper and the and the Bears a lot, and it seemed like that may be what's more what what's most likely. And if that ends up being, um, then I'm I'm happy with that. I just. I know this is going to be contrary, right? And, and I honestly think Amari Cooper is a bit overrated. Just a little See, bit. Like a- I'm not saying hu- hugely overrated, but I think he's a bit overrated in my opinion. And that's kind of why when you said it, I was like, like the frown wasn't so much the first one as it was the last one. <laughs> I was just kind of because I think like I I see flashes of like okay I see why you know he's highly toted I see why people speak so highly of him and then the rest of the time it's like okay (laughs) is he okay is he kind of and you know maybe maybe getting on a different team maybe getting with a different coach it does unlock something else with him I I can I can put my bias aside and say that but it's just just looking at him play like you said it's those flashes really make you think oh this guy has the potential to be deadly and then other times you're just like do we are we overrating those flashes like it's just like in that and especially with wide receivers too i think that it happens a lot because you know wide receivers when they do something amazing it stands out right it's going to get highlights you're going to see it all over espn things like that but then it's like when it comes to trying to compete right i know the bears are a while from that but I just see him as a guy that I think we'll look at right at the end of like whatever, if he signs for three years, whatever, that we'll look at the end of the, that contract and say, all right, he did some things here, but you know, we're glad to see him go, which happens a lot with bear signings as well. So, yeah, I mean, and I think that's it, right? Like, I think it's just one of those things where is it going to, for the money that he's going to, that he obviously is going to ask for, yeah. um, is it going to be worth it to us long-term? Like, is it going to be worth us to spend that kind of money to get him there knowing that, you know, if we're targeting him or he becomes, you know, one of our number one options at receiver, is he going to catch the ball? Is he going to run his routes correctly? Yeah. Or are we going to be looking at somebody that we can't count on when the game's on the line and we're, you know, fourth and three and he's going to drop passes over the middle? That's yeah. kind of the concern. For sure. Sure. All right. Any other wide receivers you want to talk about specifically? Uh, let's see. Sorry. I took notes because I, I can't remember anything. No, <laughs> I'm old. I had a birthday. Um, da, 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 da. let's see. So, um, Michael Gallup, who okay. also, okay. <laughs> also of Cowboys, uh, fame. Uh, so I think it's interesting because I think he could be a good pickup. He mm-hmm. won't command as much money as say yeah. as Amari Cooper, but he did play well. Right. And for the Cowboys, they are were wide receiver heavy, right? Like he just, they had a, a, a lot of, a lot of targets for Dak. Obviously he wasn't throwing ball at a lot of, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he did have a lot of targets. And I think it was interesting because Michael Gallup played well, right? Like he, in that crowded offense of so many people that he had options to throw to, 
Like when he was getting targets, he was absolutely a standout when the ball was coming to him. So I think that he actually would be reliable. He averaged about seven targets per game last year. Okay. Um, so I so I mean, so I think honestly it would be a good pickup. Like it's not necessarily the sexiest, most jazzy <laughs> pick, but I think that but I think that he's a sturdy player. I think that he if he's in a position where he gets more targets, we would be pleasantly surprised. I think that he has the potential to be a standout. He's just in a place where he's like a, a third or fourth option right now. So that doesn't necessarily translate to being able to to get as many catches as he possibly could. So I think in an, an offense like ours where we're kind of starting Starting over to some extent, um, it puts him in a position to be in a new offense, possibly kind of be in a place where he could get more targets. And I think mm-hmm. we would be surprised at what he's able to do. Okay. All right. One, I'm going to throw a name out there for you. And your reaction, sure. I, I'm literally just throwing this out here because I want to see the reaction on your face. Odell okay. Beckham Jr. He, he's fine where he is. <laughs> he just got there. He's fine. He, he doesn't like it there. He doesn't say there. I'm sorry. I <coughs> I couldn't help myself. He doesn't, he doesn't like it? He's, oh, man. He, listen, I keep Odell Beckham Jr. far, far away from my team. I'm like, just like, I, I feel like him, and I'm glad that Bears fans, there's not a lot of big conversation around him because I feel just like him that I did about the Bulls fans talking about Jeremy Grant. Keep Odell Beckham off my team. I don't want to see that at all. I just like, mm-mm, no thank you. It, it, it's not fun. And that's the thing. I Look, again, like I tell people, like I am very happy he was able to get his Super Bowl because I would be very honest with you. As far as it goes with like the Cleveland Browns and that whole situation with Baker Mayfield, I'm always rooting for everybody black unless you're fucking stupid. So, I mean, (laughs) really and truly like that whole situation where Baker tried to make it seem like he was such a horrible wife. Like, okay. But I think it's also one of those things like where where it's a question about, baby, are you going to run the correct route today or what's up? (laughs) Like, So, again, it's one of those things where when he's playing well and he's making catches, it's great when he's not and he's dropping passes and, and again just kind of making up routes like it gets concerning so no he's good if he's enjoying that let him do that over there he seems to be flourishing let him flourish there that seems like a good fit yeah. and what seems like a good fit over there is not probably a good fit for us and so we just let that's okay like that's not translating over here i don't i'm so sorry i just don't believe that that's gonna no no, no, no. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. One one no. of the questions that, that is going, and I don't know how serious the talks are, but I know that it's a little bit of it. Khalil Mack, are the Bears, would you, would, do you want to see him come back? Do you want to see the Bears, if if they can trade him, to kind of move up in the draft for their guy? What do you think happens with, with Mack this offseason? I didn't mention him because I was hoping that they would not. <laughs> I like, I really like Khalil Mack, and he actually is one of my favorite Bears. Yeah. And so I... Yeah, so it's kind of shitty because on one hand, it's kind of like he's played well, but, you know, is there a possibility we could get somebody that could play better? Um, but I hate to see him go. And that is, I mean, but I mean, that is the nature of the beast, right? Like you can't, I mean, you can stay in one place forever, but many people don't, right? And I don't know that he's had necessarily the production in these past couple of seasons that would warrant that. So, I mean, if it means, you know, getting rid of him, you know, in lieu of picking up maybe some higher draft picks, I don't know that you pass up that offer, truly. And like, then especially, it, and that sucks. But and I love, like, I love Khalil Mack. And one of the things that, again, as we talk about, what's always something that identifies a good Bears team is our linebackers, right? That's always we always have to have a standout linebacker. But I will say this: being objective and putting my attachment to Khalil Mack aside, is that he's 31 years old, right? 
Uh, right. So, and he just turned 31 in February. And as we possibly get younger, right, and we have a younger quarterback and our window is probably longer, if you're going to move someone, it kind of makes sense for it to be Khalil Mack. Um, I just, listen, I would love to see him retire a bull. Like, that's, I mean, a bear. That's just, that's just my personal thing. But as somebody who looks at what, as the best way to, like, build a team and what's smartest for the team, it's like, okay, if they do it, if as long as it's the right deal, okay. Now, if they end up trading him and they move up, only a few spots and really somebody that they could have got if they stayed the same, I'm going to be pissed. But if it's a, if it's a considerable move that's needed and they get some other assets back on top of moving up in the draft, okay, fairness, I can understand. Right. Like, I mean, and it really just is that he's older. Like, it really is not like he's not, you know, it just at the end of the day, we have to do what's best long term. And unfortunately, if they're able to kind of get some other pieces that may be more viable to us long term, like, you know, he's an old man in the grand scheme of things. He's not old. Age-wise, but football-wise, absolutely. And so, yeah, it's kind of that window is small for him, where as a team, as a whole, we're kind of trending younger. And it just, you know, he's going to be the old man out there. I'm not saying he can't do it. Just saying that now's the time if we're trying to unload him. This is probably our best window of opportunity. Yeah, and, and unless it's gonna the Bears going to be harder here in a couple of years. Yeah, unless <laughs> the Bears feel like they can really put a team out next season that is going to really, really compete and possibly go on a deep postseason run. All right, you keep them. But if at all they're saying, "Hey, this year we just want to see what we have. We want to evaluate if we can make the playoffs." Absolutely, we're trying to do that, but we we may not. Right, and so. It just really depends on how else they build out the rest of this or how what their vision is for what moves they are planning and think that they can make this offseason. But I, I love right. I love Khalil Mack. He's been here since 2017, 18. And uh, and it, it's it's it, I, I truly a bright spot. So yeah. it just <laughs> yeah, it's just like it, it's it's and, I, you know, it, it's when he came in, it was one of those moves that is like this is a Bears player. It makes sense for him to be in this organization. So, you know, that's just my my thing I wanted to throw out there. Last thing, uh, what, well, one of the last things before we go, draft targets. Are there is there anybody you would like to see them specifically target in the draft? Some of the names that have been mentioned: Chris Olaf, who I believe played with uh, with Fields, and Christian Watson, both wide receivers. But they very well can go outside of that. It, it depends. Any any particular names you want to look at? I really have not thought about it much. I know that's insane. I just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about it, but like I said, but like you said, I think the the wide receiver targets make the most sense. You want young wide receivers, you want fresh legs, you want, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed people that are going to come in, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to want to, they're going to want to study. They're going to want to learn the offense. They're going to want to play. They're going to go, you know, they're going to want to earn their keep. And so I think that that makes perfect sense to go after two wide, to go after two wide receivers. Um, especially Chris Olaf, because, you know, like I said, they played together. And I think that's helpful when you have somebody on the team that you already kind of built a rapport with. You kind of already know their tendencies. They mm-hmm. kind of know yours. So it's just kind of, it, it, it feels like you're able to kind of target them, but then it also, you kind of have an idea of like, okay, well, he knows if, you know, I kind of drop back and I, he, and I know he'll kind of, you know, he'll go this way, you know, he'll drop out. He knows. What, mm-hmm. So I think it's one of those things where you also kind of, kind of a built in safety net to some extent, not like a big one, but you kind of know, like, okay, well, I know I can throw to this person. They're going to get it. I know if I throw it here, I can rely on them to do X, Y, Z. So I think that may be interesting to see them together. For sure. For sure. And, I, and I, I think it makes sense. As you're trying to build confidence in your quarterback and everything, as long as you can, you can fix that O-line, any type of familiarity for him, if you can bring that in, you it's bring helpful. that in. Um, so, 
you know, and, and you know, I, I this draft is just going to be really interesting to see what the Bears do. Um, here's what I want to ask you though, outside of the specific draft targets, just, what are your overall thoughts on field? What are your thoughts? I like fields. Uh-huh. I do. Um, I think that it is one of those things where we kind of are in an age where they, the expectations a lot of times are for quarterbacks to come out of college and be NFL ready mm-hmm. and, you know, play like rock stars. And, you know, we're looking at kids that, you know, have sometimes played in systems that are not necessarily conducive to where they end up. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of them that end up on teams where there's just nobody for them to learn from because the people that were there before them were not great. So a lot of times you get drafted into a place where the expectation is you have to be on and you have to play and there's no learning curve. And so for Justin Fields, I think that he has played well, all things considering. And so I just, as stupid as this may sound, it is my hope that Bears fans allow him some grace and room to grow because, you know, this, and this is going to be difficult for him as well, right? Like you're like, you were playing for somebody completely different last year. So we're looking at a new offense. We're looking at new quarter, you know, new quarters, looking at a new coach. So this is going to take some learning curve for him. So it is my hope that we extend him some grace here. Um, and as long as he's playing well, we understand that when you're building a young team that sometimes, you know, it, it is going to take time. And as long as he, as long as we put the offensive line pieces in place to keep him off his ass, then I think that he has the potential to develop and play really well. I think that he's a good fit, but again, We are so used to people having to just kind of be thrown into the fire and being like, fuck it, you got to play now that sometimes people need development. And it just (laughs) a lot of times we aren't willing to let them have that. And I think it's just very interesting how so many teams like, you know, they pick up these quarterbacks and they're expected to immediately play and you don't have the other pieces for them to be successful. And so the Bears have been just kind of mid. And so he is a bright spot in the offense, but they have to put the other pieces there to make him successful. And And I think, too, like it. People forget that not every quarterback is a star right away. For every person like Mahomes, Ben Roethlisberger, who had success very early on in the careers, there's an Aaron Rodgers, there's a Tom Brady that literally spent two, three years on the bench before they really were, you know, they they were ready to contribute. Yeah, so yeah, they but and then they were able to learn. Yeah, they were able to to observe. They were able to ask questions. They had people in front of them that had had some bit of success, and they were able to watch that. And you know, and then when they were called upon to play, they were in a position where they felt comfortable and confident. They were able to deliver, and that's what. We, and again, that's the part. That's what I was saying. People forget that that's not the case for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it used to be you would draft a quarterback because you wanted to make sure that you had you know, some security in place, but also, you know, as your quarterback aged, you wanted to make sure they had some backup. You were making sure you were kind of investing in the future of the team, but they also had somebody that was a decent quarterback or a great quarterback that they could learn from, which I think it's interesting, like with um, the Patriots, right? Or not the, shit. Yes. Yeah. When they had, who did they have there after Tom Brady? He ran them out. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jim, yeah. yeah, Jimmy <laughs> Like Jimmy Garoppolo was very good, and yeah. it was just like much better than probably I think they wanted. Tom yeah. Brady wanted him to be, which people always forget that. But I think that is ideally that's what you want, right? Like Tom Brady is great, but you bring in like a Jimmy Garoppolo to sit under him and also be great. This is the time that he learns. Yeah. It's not about you looking at the end of your career. It's about you focusing on the franchise as a whole. And that's why I thought that was crazy that they let him run that child out of town. Man. And it's like, you're not. And then he left, like, like, what, two seasons later? 
Yeah, and I was like, and I know we're talking about the Bears specifically, but that that is the scenario, right? Yeah. Like you want to have a great quarterback or a good quarterback that you draft or pick up somebody in the offseason that they can sit and learn. The expectation is not for them to play right away. Yeah. The expectation is for them to learn from somebody that is good. <laughs> for sure. Sure. So that is, you know, so I think people forget that that's what you should want. We've kind of moved away from that. And it's just like whatever I can instantly have, it's an instant gratification for everybody now. So <laughs> for sure, for sure. Over or under three games, Nick Foles plays next season for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Listen, I have an irrational hate He's for Foles. He's still with us? I hate him. He's, He's still technically still under contract. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Under. Yeah, um, I just like I hate Foles. Like his face. Well, why did we? It's very punchable. It, it, I don't know. I was just about. He has a very punchable. Like even when he smiles, it's like I just I really just want to knock three of your teeth out. Like I just really want to punch you badly, sir. Like <laughs> I, I hate Nick Foles. Yeah, man. I just I, I yeah I, I get I get you trying to pick up the best available whatever. But was he? Yeah. <laughs> was. <laughs> Was he the best uh, available? Is that the best we could have done? Oh, Did he just kind of do something? Yeah, sometimes you just be doing shit to see what happens. <laughs> I like, like, I know that's, I mean, I know that's, how, that's what it is. It just feels like we just did some shit to see what happens. It's yeah. like when you get, like, I used to get drunk, like, in college, and then I would sit on my couch at 3 a.m. and, like, call QVC and ask stupid <laughs> questions. Like, I'd be like, hey, are those pearls real? And they'd be like, they're $33, miss no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that. Like, it's like the, like the Bears got drunk and were like, you know, I don't know, Nick Foles. Like, what is he? I mean, granted, he was he was the third string quarterback. <laughs> but it's just like, just the fact that he's like, it's Why? it's just some people that I just like, I don't want on my, I don't give a damn. Why if, here? If, like, that's. If, if literally his whole job was just to massage Justin Fields' shoulders in between possessions, like. I don't want Nick Foles on my team. I don't want him on my team. I don't my... want Nick Foles massaging anybody's shoulders. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Mm-mm. That's very creepy. Just the, the, go, the, go the, Joe, the Joe Biden massage? The... Yeah, like, don't do that. Just maybe go, I don't know, maybe go help them inflate the balls or something. Don't, don't do that. Uh-huh. Count the waters. Yeah. Count the Gatorades. Don't do that. That's a lot. Oh. Yeah, I just. Yeah, like it, it just very, it's very much the equivalent of like drunkenly ordering like Thai food in the middle of at three. I'm like, it, it just, it was, it was there and it was mildly attractive. Like, whatever. It, it's, you know, it's what, it's very one night standish, <laughs> 2 a.m. lights on in the club. So we, he's here now, I guess. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but that's it. V, you got anything else you want to talk about today? No. Um, I think we covered it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got, Gearing up, free agency is right around the corner. I can't, I can't wait to see what what the Bears do in free agency. I really think, I, I think some things, I think some some things that we don't expect are going to happen. To be honest with, so yeah, and 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 that's the thing. That's why it's so hard to kind of have this conversation now because it's like it, with everybody being new. Like before, mm. we could have kind of predicted some things just based on previous years, drafts, whatever. And so now it's just kind of like everything is bright and shiny and new. And so expectations are high, but I don't know what to expect. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping that things, you know, kind of change and pick up some interesting stuff. And I think we will, but it's just kind of hard to predict. It's kind of hard to figure out what the game plan is going to be. And they've been very mum about it other than saying, you know, hey, you know, defense, offensive line. And that's just kind of been, (laughs) that's kind of been the, the extent of the conversation. So it's hard to say they're keeping it kind of quiet, but, uh, we'll see here shortly. So I think after we see what we pick up, it'll be more conversation to be had. So Definitely. I'm really excited. Definitely. 
Well, that's it. V, go ahead and give them your social media before we leave. Um, don't look for me, please. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to be found. Don't look. No, no. Um, no, kidding. Uh, so on Instagram and Twitter, it is at VJ underscore Burton. Um, you can catch me there if you just want to chit chat about whatever. I'm willing to talk to you about most things. Don't DM me or anything. Um, please don't, don't do that. Um, <laughs> I also do another podcast called Murder V Wrote. Uh, you can tweet me at that account. It's at Murder V Pod V E E P O D. Um, and that's the same on Instagram. Um, I have a couple of shows coming out in the next couple of weeks. I've been on hiatus because I had a very grueling school schedule and I'm so sorry guys, uh, <laughs> but mama had to get to these A's. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I'll be back uh, in the next couple of weeks. Well, next week actually. So I'm doing a podcast on the Cleveland Strangler and then the next one will be on the Saturday slasher Coral Watts and then okay. Susan Howe. So the next three weeks are in the hole. So don't be mad at me guys. You got three coming at you. All right. <laughs> All right, cool beans. Well, that's it. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E because I have to be interested and spell my name weirdly. Um, and uh, that's it. You guys can also follow me at uh, Chicago Bull Central, which is another podcast that I do. And then also Monday tomorrow is my first day taking over Locked On Bull, so be on the lookout for that as well. But that is it for me for the guys. Eighty podcast. It is eighty podcast guys. Eighty podcasts. And he texts me like. Hey, you want to do another one? And I was like, well, when are you going to have time to do an, an 89th podcast? And he was like, don't worry about it. For you, I'll make it happen. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.